0: This episode of Pat Trek is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They've asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. We would like to thank the Chicago Podcast Co-op for bringing us that sponsor. The Chicago Podcast Co-op is a collective of excellent podcasts based right here in Chicago. Find out more at chicagopodcastcoop.com.
1: The late 80s. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winninger, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I've never seen. And I have seen
1: a ton of times. And Patrick, there's a lot of love in this episode. You want to call it that? Yeah. Well, I do, because I don't want to say anything else yet. Not before we introduce Lindsay. Welcome back, Lindsay.
2: Hey, thanks for, well, I would thank you for having me back, but I'm not very thankful about you having <laughs> me back for this episode.
1: You cannot blame me for this one. No,
2: sadly, I can't blame you Because <laughs> I one.
1: wasn't going to make you sit through it, because you've accused me in the past of only inviting you to terrible episodes. Well,
0: we did have, like, one good episode that she was on. Yeah. Because yeah. she one had that request she requested.
2: I chose to be on it. Uh, so, our Twitter fan... Or your Twitter fan, I should say. (laughs) What's his name?
1: Engineer Engineer P.E. Apparently not a fan of you.
2: Yeah, apparently.
1: (laughs) I think he's a huge fan of it. What the
2: hell, Engineer P.E.? I thought we'd be friends. (laughs) Do you not like me? Do we have beef that I am unaware of? Because this was a legit horror show. Oh,
1: man. And yeah, Engineer kept going, put Lindsay on this episode. And I was like, Lindsay, do you want to do it?
2: And I said I would, because for a fan, I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah.
1: I think like a lot of this is kind of... (laughs)
0: It's like the MST3K effect where people just like to hear people complain about bad episodes. To be
2: fair, I'm an excellent complainer. And you're
0: very funny at it. Oh, yeah. And I, I will say I have the most fun on this podcast when... It is a really bad episode. I do not. I do.
1: <laughs> I do not because I want you to love this show it's, and I'm watching these and I'm questioning why I love the show so much.
0: Hey, got to look at it with fresh eyes. That's why
2: we're doing this. Man. I think I think it's a testament that if you still love the show beyond episodes like this, then you must really love the show. Right. Is this
0: an abusive relationship, man? <laughs> <laughs> This episode sucked. It you feels- just say that it sucked. Oh. And l- well, let's Sorry. Say it- spoiler. <laughs> this episode was not good. Well, let's, let's say what
2: episode it was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank, you.
1: Lizzie, thank you for helping us. <laughs> We're Podcast. talking about the price. It, oh, the price. The I'm price a- is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, fun fact. You know that awesome scene where Deanna and Beverly are working out?
2: <laughs> the one where they're wearing those crazy outfits that are just meant to show their boobs and like circle formations. Yeah, yeah, so and yeah. they're
1: doing synchronized stretching. Right. Yep. Which we'll get to this scene. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know where they are? Where? They're in the engineering bay. What? What? Yeah, they just put a mirror up. So behind the mirror, they're in the hallway area of the engineering bay. Is that canon that the workout area is in the and engineering they just set bay? Up, they redress it with what? a mirror to block off like, where you see the, the warp uh, core and all that stuff. Oh. Mark, if
2: you would have told me that they were in the seventh circle of hell, that would have been completely unsurprising to me. <laughs> they,
0: they, yeah, yeah. They, they, they did like Event Horizon where
2: yeah. they, they took the ship to
1: hell. Oh, man. That's through the wormhole. Yeah. You know the Delta Quadrant kind of is hell.
2: Well, not entirely. There's some really interesting and awesome and yeah. fun planets there for any of those Voyager fans out there which I understand there are a few but I liked Voyager
1: mm. and I, I thought it was fine there's one character I can't stand we've been over this haven't we I've never seen it.
2: Is well I think <laughs> it's the same character that everybody can't stand
1: yeah Neelix
2: yeah obviously it, it goes uh, without Neelix.
1: saying Neelix I hate Neelix uh.
2: but we should talk about what happens in this episode because actually the Delta Quadrant plays a big role it does in this episode and, and we'll yeah. get into it yeah well will, will we
1: yeah I we will so. no,
0: but before we gotta do Patrick's <laughs> log. <laughs> This episode, The Price, came out November 13th, 1989. Found a, a headline. Keep in mind, this is before the 90s, so there's no ominous wait, tone wait. here. Wait, wait,
2: 1989 was before the 90s? Well, yeah, but... I wish somebody would have told Believe
0: me. it or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I don't believe <clears throat> it. <laughs> Yugoslavia. Serbs cast ballots for next president. About uh, 7 million Serbians in Yugoslavia's largest republic voted in a referendum on their next president.
2: Fuck. Nationalist
0: Slobodan Milosevic was expected to win the most support. The voting is similar to a public opinion poll. But then it goes on about it. It's like, oh, this is the first time they voted. Hmm. This oh guy's sloping God. on the He's gonna <laughs> looks like he's going to win.
2: That is so depressing. Well, we'll
0: catch up with that later. <laughs> this is a teaser. Yeah, wonder what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> no spoilers, Patrick. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going through all of these headlines, uh, like, for real, has been pretty depressed <laughs> except for
2: that one that you read about mcdonald's university in russia that was pretty oh bonkers. thank god
0: i thought you were about to say the one about the crack epidemic oh uh, you mean
2: last week's where you tried to claim that you didn't know anything about crack like we're supposed to believe that yeah, i've never Alabama. smoked crack
0: <laughs> i had some friends that smoked meth <laughs> really yes
2: holy shit yeah let's talk about that later <laughs> uh,
1: i did not but Oh my god. Yeah. Well on that note, speaking <laughs> of crack and math, let's get into this episode. Okay. Uh the <laughs> Beth, let's get into this episode. Well, Star Trek <laughs> is addictive, and this episode is horrible. Okay, so, oh, I was going to okay. say... Uh, <laughs> that's, that's where I was going with that. Yeah, this one made me
0: have uh, unreality issues and feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I have the, the shakes right now yeah. because of this episode. Oh, God. Uh, I,
0: I want to point out, Ozzy just let out a huge grumbling sigh. Even <laughs> the
2: dog hated this
1: episode. He was, dog. he was
0: barking, like, the entire time. Oh, he I was looking it. at
2: the ghost of what this episode could have been yeah. and barking at it the way dogs bark well, at haunted If you remove
1: apartments. one of the storylines, it's not that bad of an episode.
2: Right, but the, st- <laughs> the storyline... It's like the or, main one. Yeah, it is like so yeah, the one.
1: Yeah. If you—if it was just the B-plot, the episode's pretty good.
2: Well, and you know, I was excited because it's a Deanna Troy focused episode, yep. but then you actually watch and you're like, I just wish that this had never happened. Yeah, <laughs>
0: they totally misuse her. And it, and like it starts off with her, you know, and it's like, "Oh cool, we're going to see Deanna Troy. She hasn't gotten a lot of lines lately. This will be cool." Forever. Yeah. <laughs> this will be cool, and you know, she's like in her in her room, she is trying to bring up this letter from her mother, and then she's trying to order an ice a real chocolate sundae <laughs> from the computer. And the computer's, like, not letting her do it. Yeah, because it's not healthy enough. Because
2: right. the computer is fat-shaming her, <laughs> which is already where the begin- this episode goes off the rails. This
0: is weird because I've never seen it do this. Mm-hmm. You know, normally, like, who was the guy? Sonny Clemens. He just shows up. He's like, I want 17 martinis. And
1: it just gives <laughs> it to yeah. him. It With, it. Re- yeah, and you can get, like, Klingon alcohol. Right. Yeah. And- but you can't get chocolate. You can't get a chocolate sundae for some reason? Did she put the settings on this? Or, like, <laughs>
0: what?
2: Well, she says she doesn't want the synthesized crap the computer normally churns out. And I think it's synthesized to be healthier and more nutritious oh, than it normally is. And so she says, I want real whipped cream and real chocolate ice cream. Yeah, but it
0: can give you, like, Klingon blood wine or whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't even. This, this entire episode was an anti feminist manifesto <laughs> from beginning to end. It starts <laughs> with the computer fat shaming Dana Troy. I do think on. this is the
1: first time uh, we're introduced to Deanna's love of chocolate, though, which is a big character. Oh, trait is it? Is going and forward. such
2: a stereotypical bullshit thing to attach to a woman, <laughs> by the way. God damn what, it!
0: What what a an interesting character trait. <laughs> a lady that loves chocolate. <laughs> Never seen that before. This really sets her apart from <laughs> a lot of other fictional so characters. So deep and
2: rich. And I bet you when she gets her period, she craves it even more because no one's ever heard of that happening. God.
1: Well, oh, yeah. So the computer. Okay. The computer-
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We don't want to talk about periods no, on this show. <laughs> you know where my mind
1: went? Is like, do Betazoids have periods? And does oh, that really? impact the people around them? Because we know. Uh, oh, man. I love where this is going. I right. know. And it's like my foot is getting deeper <laughs> than my mouth. Keep talking, as I <laughs> <see>. Pat. <laughs> but no, but we know with uh, Lexiana Troy. You're editing
0: this one, by the way. So, you know, feel free to do whatever. <laughs>
1: Here's my point. We know when Lexiana Troy goes through, her woman changes. You mean it, menopause? It, yes. Kay. It impacts everybody around them. Betazoids have periods. Does it impact the people around them as well? Huh,
2: that's a great question. Is there a Wikipedia article we can read about this? I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any information
0: about betazoid periods, uh, please... <laughs> email only, us directly. Yeah, please only contact Pat O'Rourke on Twitter, because <laughs> I don't give a shit or want to hear about it. <laughs>
2: Well, you guys don't have a Twitter handle for this show yet.
1: No, do just you? a hashtag. No,
0: just a hashtag.
2: I kind of wish you did for situations like this. No, we just kind
0: of <laughs> we just kind of deal with it on our own personal accounts.
2: Uh, no, I demand satisfaction. <laughs> I start a Twitter account for this purpose.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Yeah. So uh, she gets invited to ten forward because there's some delegation on there, and it's a really weird part where like Picard is sipping champagne. He's like, just throw on any old thing. He
2: said, "We're having a reception." She goes, "I'm not dressed for a reception." He goes, "Just throw on any old thing." So now this is the second instance of somebody telling Deanna Troy what to do. <laughs> I'm all right. Oh, I'm so annoyed already. It's
0: it's weird because it's like Picard is not acting like Picard throughout this entire episode. No, you don't think so. He's just so lackadaisical, and he's like, there's one point I later on is. where he like someone tells him this interesting fact, and he whistles. It's like that's not a thing he would do. That's
2: I will weird. tell you right now. We talked about, I looked at you at one point, Winnegar, and I said, who wrote this episode? We'll talk about that a little bit later, yeah. but we're going to come circle back to the writer of this episode. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was not, yeah. not well done. No. Yeah. Continue so on. She goes, <laughs>
0: goes to 10 forward, and there is a delegation, uh, the Premier Bavani of Barzan 2, and she like has this, I, I'm not going to remember her name. Uh, she <laughs> looks like she's wearing a night guard, so I'm just going to call her. Night guard. Uh, <laughs>
1: she's like got a retainer thing all on. All
2: night guard.
1: I think that's to process the air. Okay. Because her planet is uninhabitable by. I thought it was just humans. jewelry. Yeah, I thought it was because
0: she just grinds her teeth at night. <laughs> I got I one. That. Uh, me too. I got one.
2: It actually it serves all those purposes. We're all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's a guy Seth Mendoza, and he's from the Federation.
2: He has a sweet mustache. He has he an does. awesome mustache. And I know that the listeners at home cannot see it, but you guys, it's important in Jermaine to understand how great his mustache was. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's very full and thick. Yeah, and, <laughs> and perfectly la- shaped. Leor of the Caldonians, which I don't know if we see this race again, but they, they got like a big head and Ninja Turtle hands and, and mega long arms. <laughs> yeah, very long limbs. <laughs> a guy named Devanani Rao, who is they, they refer to him as a hired gun.
1: And they Uh, call him Ral.
0: Yeah. And I hate this man. I hate this guy, but then I was like, this dude looks familiar. And I looked it up. It's like, it's Lloyd from Seinfeld. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the the neighbor of uh, of George Costanza and his parents like like Lloyd better. It's Mm -hmm. like it's that dude from Seinfeld. He
2: does have the most piercing blue eyes. Not that that's germane or like important. Well, it's like they always likable feature.
0: They play him as like the handsome dude. And <laughs> you can sense. tell that Deanna Troy is like immediately taken or intrigued by this guy. She's
1: like, "Oh, hired gun!" Huh? And he is staring her down. Yeah, In the, the whole time. Way. He is not blinking. He does have a lady on his arm at this scene, very as well.
2: heavily weighing. Like he is yeah. carrying her into. Yeah, yeah.
1: And he points out he's so like, he, they just boned down and went to this thing, and yeah. he's moving on to the next one. Likely.
0: Yeah. Well, he says he's like, "No, I'm just a freelance negotiator, basically." For, and he's representing a group called the Chrysalians, which we do not see in this episode. Mm-mm. He's just there representing them to try to... Well, we'll see what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> so they look out the window, and this is apparently why everyone is here. The Barzon planet doesn't have really any natural resources. They don't have much technology, but they did find in their space this stable wormhole. And it's the first one... It appears like every forty seconds, and they're like, "Yeah, it's about to appear right now."
2: It and, was every two hundred thirty-three seconds. Oh, every two hundred thirty-three or, seconds, or sorry. maybe minutes.
0: Something like doesn't that doesn't matter. There's it doesn't a set matter. schedule where the wormhole yeah. shows up, and they're like, "Yep, there it is now," and they have this big, you know, beautiful wormhole-looking thing. <laughs> big, beautiful wormhole. <laughs> yeah, I don't We're know how else. In
2: a shirt immediately. <laughs> <laughs> big beautiful wormhole. <laughs> But <laughs>
0: Raul is looking at Deanna Troy when it appears, which is super creepy. So
2: creepy! Yeah, but everyone's beholding the wormhole, and he's just beholding yeah. Deanna Troy's fine ass. That's weird, man.
0: <laughs> Gotta behold the wormhole.
2: Yeah. <laughs> behold it while it's there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the idea is, is that the Barzon are here because uh, they need to negotiate. They're trying to get the highest price possible because they don't have much else. Right. The wormhole can get you to another point in the galaxy. The
2: Gamma Quadrant.
0: Instantaneously.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. which would take a very long time at Warp 9. Yeah. There's so, years yeah. at Warp 9.
0: Yeah, so they got this thing. The Federation wants it. Other people might want it. They're just trying to get the highest price, so that's why everyone is here. So they're in the conference room. They're negotiating this thing, and then Riker's like, Oh, hey, uh, there's a Ferengi delegation here, because of uh, course there is.
2: Hell yeah. No. <laughs> I love the Ferengi. The Donald Trumps of space. Yeah. Get out of here.
0: There, I, I will say when the Ferengi show up, I
1: always have a slightly better time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like they're not the best characters. Like something so is going to happen. Something fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: something is going to happen, and it's gonna be me being really annoyed. I don't know what <laughs> it is, but if you think about all of the aliens and Roddenberry's universe, right? Yeah. None are as horrible as the Ferengi. Just they a- were supposed annoying. to be the big bad guy, but it
0: doesn't. They don't make sense as a big bad guy. They make sense as like the guys that show up to throw a wrench in the thing.
1: Right? They're yeah. just
2: petulant children. Yeah. Oh, you God. gotta have them. They're perfect. They are not sophisticated enemies. More dangerous
1: than the Borg. Oh are you I don't kidding know about me, that. Patrick? Well, because they, they they come into your society and screw up the daily happenings.
2: Yeah, for like a minute They're and like and they're goblins.
1: Like, okay, <laughs> well no, they're they're
0: they're like goblins basically in D and D or yeah, something. Yeah,
2: they're oh, totally. they are actually genetically altered to look like goblins <laughs> in this
0: show. So the Ferengi wanna show up on on the ship. And they, they beam them on board, and the Bavani are like, look, you know, we're sorry. We had to invite these guys. We're just trying to get the highest price possible, you know. And we figure as many people negotiating and bargaining on, on this thing, we can get a pretty good bid. She and didn't even
2: say they invited them. She said they just found out about it, showed up, and she's like, well, I guess they, we can't leave them out of it. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> Why but not? It, But the the Bavani want them there, yeah, and no one else does. <sighs>
1: mm-hmm
2: because the just don't know any better. Well,
0: I think they're just trying to get a good price, but as it turns out, this is not what you'd want to do to get a good offer. Uh, the Ferengi show up and immediately are like, oh, why weren't we invited? Blah, blah, blah.
2: And here's my why bag of gold. we invited?
0: Yeah, that's... They have okay. <laughs> Their leader is named Goss, by the way, and they're like, hey, look, you know, we're sorry. Uh, we can pull up a chair, and it's like, well, get your Klingon servant to pull the chair. And he's like, I'm head of security. Well then, who gets the chairs? How oh,
1: great was that? <laughs> that actually That's was like, a real... highlight of the episode. That was yeah, great. That was, that, that was
0: actually the highlight of the episode.
1: Yeah. It only gets worse from here. Oh well, he's got the sack of gold.
0: Yeah, he also has his big velvet sack. <laughs> bullion down. On he's got table. a little like cr- the future, and they have sacks of yeah. gold. <laughs> he's got a little crown royal bag or something yeah. full of full of gold bars. He's
2: like, look at my bullion. <laughs> Puts it down on the table.
0: Puts it down on the table. I don't, I'm cool. sorry, this rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was awesome.
2: <laughs> and then it was all downhill from there.
0: Right. Uh, the, uh, the other thing to take from this is that all of the parties have to limit their negotiation to only one representative. So it's uh, Lloyd from Seinfeld is representing the <laughs> Chrysalians. Uh, A.K.A.
2: Rawl. <laughs>
0: yeah. Rawl. <laughs> you know, you got one person from the Enterprise, you know, the guy with the mustache, Mendoza, mm-hmm. and Goss from the Ferengi. And, yeah, he puts out this huge... Well,
2: and the big guy with the uh, Ninja Turtle hands.
0: Yeah, and the guy with the Ninja Turtle hands. Yep. <laughs> uh, for... <laughs> I forget what... We're doing a
2: great job of describing <laughs> all this. Well,
1: they're all, they're all
0: trying to get Night Guard Lady
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> to get the big, beautiful wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem with this episode is it's so... There's like, just so it's, many... It's just so many people. There's so and many, many people there's... that I... And I've said...
0: When we were watching this, is like I'm sorry, I am not going to remember any of these names. Yeah.
1: But
2: to be fair, you are holding up the Wikipedia article about this I episode. Am, but right I am. <laughs> um,
1: are we gonna see these people again? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we will.
0: If
2: <laughs> I see those freaking Ferengi again,
1: <laughs> you'll definitely see Ferengi again. Oh yeah. <laughs> Indiana Troy again.
0: Oh, well, oh, so sure. speaking speaking of Troy, we're back in her office and she is looking up Ralph and on facebook yeah yeah she's googling him <laughs> yeah basically, <laughs> basically. and mm-hmm. finds out that he was born on earth and he moved to this other planet when he was young and the door chime thing uh door, bell. door <laughs> well it's one. like it's not a bell it's like a
2: <laughs> it's an yeah. announcement yeah there yep.
0: you know that that thing makes a noise and Raul shows up and he starts like immediately flirting with troy he is Hard. more
2: than flirting with her. Yeah, yeah, he's
0: like doing some pickup artist shit. He
2: yeah. is in her personal space stroking her. Yep. He touches her hair. Yeah. He takes her headband out of her, her hair. How
1: out. weird is that? So
2: this is the point where I <laughs> lost my fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs>
1: and yeah and you were I, pretty pissed. Yeah,
2: and I was just like, how dare he, and A, and B, who would write this garbage... And, yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, she, okay, Deanna Troy never gets any serious play in this show, and yeah. the first time they make an episode, pretty much devoted to her, it's, some it's creep. showing like how she's like succumbing to this man because like she's too stressed out to what handle her daily life. She's gonna right. let this guy completely be a creep to her. Yeah, and I said, a man must have written this episode, and I turned to you, Winnegar. I said, who wrote this episode? Who was it? It's
1: not a man, right?
2: No. So then I was even more disappointed. <laughs> Anna
1: Louise Sheer. Yeah,
2: I lost my mind even fucking further after that. Well, it was like.
0: She also wrote Skin of Evil.
2: There you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I wish it, Oh my god, I'm still so fired up. I can barely talk about this right now. But it w- it was written. Everything that happened in that scene, the way he was stroking her, like, well, who are you when you leave this room? And don't pull I'm that so cou- Don't pull that counselor stuff on me. Like I know you need like a man's touch. I it was like written like a paperback porn novel for women. Yeah. It was the worst yeah. thing I had ever seen in my life. Well, and I just kept
1: thinking to myself, Well, you know, Deanna Troy, she could need a good bone down, and right? And like everyone deserves a good bone down, yeah, right? Why not? It, it, like, two that... adults doesn't hurt anybody. But this guy right now, Deanna, why are you even listening? He to walked him? kick this asshole out of your room. Yeah. Go to the house. To get yeah. A yeah. <laughs> he walks into bone room. He
0: walks into a room and started doing this. Yeah, like right away. It was so aggressive, and he's
2: nagging her. It's like a bad episode <laughs> like, of Pickup Artist.
0: This dude needs to have like one of his uh, fingernails with black nail polish and like (laughs) a big velvet top hat and like calling himself mystery or something that's what his
2: soul is dressed like yeah
0: that's for sure
1: i just don't get why this character would be interested in this man
0: i don't get why anyone thought we would find this character interesting
2: and i and i told you guys you know i have a, a decent management job i have to like deal with people all day and bullshit and craziness and I do think there's this idea that if you're a woman who even holds a, a modicum of power, right, that you, like, need to de-stress and just, like, have somebody help you out and take care of you every once in a while. And so I get that. I could tap into that. But this was, like, on a level of just – it was unbelievable to me that Deanna Trode even – be okay with yeah. half of the shit this guy did when he walked yeah, in yeah. If
0: room. this was just some holodeck dude, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, it's like this well, is She a, set it up to do that. You know? This is yeah. a real guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: just Taking down in her there.
2: hair, stroking her arm like a fucking weirdo, <laughs> Yeah, nagging her, and then leaving. <laughs> and she's into it. I know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, it was weird. And that
2: was the first moment oh, I lost y- my goddamn mind, but then it continued <laughs> on. It, it, it,
0: it only gets better. Uh yeah, and he invites her to dinner, too. And she says yes. He
2: said, let's negotiate some dinner. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: Fuck yeah, that you. works.
2: It did work. Yeah.
1: It did. And <laughs> they're negotiating sex at this point. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Let's negotiate sex. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, and it works.
0: <sighs> nothing is sexier than uh Talking about sex as a transaction, uh, just openly and brazenly <laughs> like that—that's what Craigslist is for, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the holodeck.
2: Winogers like I don't know anything about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man, this this episode. Uh, <laughs> well, again, it's this whole story arc needs to go. Yeah, no, the
0: wormhole thing is fine. It was cool. It was yeah. interesting. It was a
2: big, beautiful wormhole. <laughs>
0: yeah, Riker that- does some great work. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So they're talking about this this wormhole thing and the Barzons are basically like, uh, look, we don't have the technology to deal with this. The reason we're trying to sell this off is because y'all know how to do this. They're (laughs) back in the conference room and Riker is like, or not the conference room, the ready room, and Riker and Picard and and Data and Geordi, they're all there. They're like, look, we got to figure out how to use this wormhole because we don't really know what it does. The Barzons, as they said, they don't really know how to use it, so we'll send a team. We'll send Jordy and uh, Data and like the shuttle thing, and they'll go through it just to
1: see where it goes.
2: <laughs> That's so scary, actually. Right. Well, this and is they a have-
1: terrifying thing to do. <laughs> yeah. They also can send an unmanned probe.
2: Well, no, they said the probes they send were the probe. not sufficient enough. Yeah. They had already They're sent They're sending
0: probes. a manned, so they sent the probe already. But what
1: can a man do that a probe can't do? Well, so they just this, want to make sure that they survive.
2: So this gets back to the initial discussion. Well, not the initial discussion, but the discussion we had a couple weeks ago when I was on the show. And we're talking about the uh, hazmat suits. Yeah. Yep. Right, this is kind of the same argument. Are you telling me, am I to believe that there's no probe that exists in the time of the Federation that is strong enough just to go into the big, beautiful wormhole and get the readings <laughs> that is
1: desired? Well, they're just reading off the computer when they get there anyway.
2: I don't even know what the argument was. I mean, I guess it was like there's more technology on these like shuttlecraft we can send in. And to be fair, once they get in there, Jordy largely relies on his visor to take readings of the area that right. they are in.
1: Yep, Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything, but the obvious part of the problem they would have known right away just by GPS tracking. Well, no. So what they
0: said is uh, there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as a stable wormhole that they've seen before. Right. So they're
1: incredulous about
2: this wormhole. And
0: and Barzan, the planet, is selling this as like this is a stable wormhole, and they want to make sure they they say we want to make sure we're not buying a lemon. So let's send. Living human people, like, minus it. one. Well, Sentience. data, I yeah. sentient beings yeah. yeah. <laughs> through it to make sure that it is what it is, and it's like, wow, that's uh, you could kill these guys, yeah.
2: And Jordy seems so chill about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: they're really chill about this. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty nuts. But yeah, they're sending them through there to make sure that it, it, it exits in the gamma quadrant, which is where it says it's supposed to exit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's what they're going to do. Uh, Mendoza, the guy with the mustache, he, he's saying that the Ferengi don't actually have the money to buy this thing. They've made a big show of it, but they don't, they don't have anything to back it up. And Riker, you know, also agrees with this. And Mendoza's like, Oh, you seem like a poker player. And Riker's like, i I don't know what poker is. Oh God! Then this part made me. I mad was too. bluffing. Did you see that? Did you? <laughs> I was just lying when I said I did not know what like, poker is. He
2: teaches classes on poker. Yeah. I was like, everybody, get out of this room. Immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Jordy and Data, they're they're going to the shuttlecraft, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna go through and see what happens, basically. <laughs> Which is in in a, it's a crazy. So I love this scene. Yeah. Do, they're yeah. in the shuttle, and they're like, we might get stuck. That would suck, and Data's like, well, Jordi, uh, the benefit is that if you are stuck, you would have me to talk to.
2: <laughs> and I said, I agree to that yeah. as a viewer, because if you're going to suck with anybody, Data for sure. Data
0: would be the guy, I guess, because he knows everything. He can entertain you. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want him to shut up, you just ask him to shut up, and his feelings aren't hurt.
2: Yeah, it's true. Well, that and... You will not have to live through watching him die first, yeah, because you for sure are gonna die before that guy does. Would he
0: be able to uh, end your life if you asked him to?
2: yeah, probably
0: okay, and he wouldn't like feel weird about it,
2: yeah, so yeah to he me, would i I don't know I to me, this is a win-win situation for everyone if you get stuck in the big, beautiful wormhole with data, yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree
1: I agree uh yeah i I love data. Data's, data's cool i get stuck with him yeah plus he's a nice guy so i don't even have to go through a wormhole if data showed up i would never leave my apartment anyway we'd just be hanging out <laughs> Oh, okay that's weird we'd be playing, no not in a weird way we'd be playing oh, okay. like trivial pursuit
0: or something well he'd beat you every time
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: no i don't don't test that he has access to all knowledge yeah. you know those those ones where it asks you like you know, well, I'm, pretty oh, I'm pretty good at Trivial
1: Pursuit. Who so. was on you're the better? You're better than
2: Data at Trivial Pursuit. I'm not, I'm not even going to entertain uh, this <laughs> idea.
1: All right, I'm better than Geordi, though. Maybe. It, it, who knows? <laughs> yeah,
2: there's no way to test that theory.
1: Okay, fine, but we can all agree I'm definitely better than Riker, right?
2: Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> it depends on the subject matter. Yeah. If it's poker or jazz, I think you're fucked. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> and one might even argue the female species.
1: <laughs> Mm, that would be up for debate. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Watch out, ladies. <laughs> from a married guy who met his wife when
0: he was like twenty <laughs> on on a Star Trek podcast. By the way, it's
2: <laughs> living this shit up. <laughs>
0: so uh, the next thing, the Ferengi are trying to. Uh, one of the people that the Ferengi brought with them is a Ferengi doctor, and uh, <laughs> doctor what? Doctor Arador.
1: Got it. Yeah, he had a dope name. Yeah, that is an awesome name. <laughs>
0: They're like taking out blood from this dude's neck and they're making some serum from it
2: the Ferengi dude another Ferengi yeah yes and they
0: apparently can make poison out of Ferengi
1: blood
2: of course they can because of course Ferengi have poisonous blood (laughs) and they're like smearing
1: it he has parasites in his blood that he's used to but these other people will not be that's what they say Jesus yeah Ferengi man more deadly than the boar. So
0: they, they smear like, the, the blood <laughs> on his hand. They're like, first of all, this won't be picked up by the uh, ship's biofilter. And second of all, it won't kill someone. It'll just immediately incapacitate them. And you can do whatever you want after that. So this is how the Ferengi negotiate. I don't know why they invited them on the ship. This kind of seems like what would happen. <laughs> uh and then Par they have like the this. Course. Yeah, they do their little evil laugh thing and uh <laughs> Yep. Yeah. That's what they're gonna do.
1: They're just gonna uh, poison some guy. They're yeah, diminishing the impact of
0: this.
2: This is huge. <laughs> I know, they're gonna poison that mustachioed man. Yeah. You know, it's very rude.
0: <laughs> but it doesn't kill anybody. It's not like you know, evil. What? I mean, it, I mean, it is, but it's not like it's not like the Borg, Pat. <laughs> the Borg would have just taken over the ship and be like, "Yeah, it's our wormhole now." I'm we, just kidding.
1: The Borg are way more dangerous yeah. than the Ferengi. The only reason I compare the two is because the Ferengi were the original big bad guys when they wrote yeah. season one. The expectation where the Ferengi were going to be this threat that was constantly coming. But then they
2: made them too ridiculous. Yeah, to they're just threat. goofy.
1: I know. So I love comparing them to the Borg yeah. because the Borg, which is legit, super scary. Is what replaced the Ferengi. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, the next scene, we're back at Raúl and Troy.
2: Oh, I wish we weren't.
0: Yeah, I know. Ugh, this is the part where Ugh. like he walks in and just like immediately kisses her, and then she orders champagne. He's like, uh, for two, and uh. Troy is like, oh yeah, this whatever you're doing, it worked. Uh, can't stop <laughs> thinking about you. No, she reason. says. I've
1: been thinking about you all day, and he goes, "You must have had a great day." Oh, uh,
2: barf. Uh, barf! I forgot about that part. I know I just want to kill myself uh,
0: all over and, again. <laughs> yeah, they do it. That's pretty much what yeah, happens they bone uh, they bone, Yeah, they blow down. Yeah, then there. we see Mendoza, the the mustache man. He's like stumbling around. He's feeling the way we all feel right now. Right? Back, yeah, too. for sure. He's, he represents uh, the audience. Yeah, he has been. He has been poisoned. And it's like Phil. yeah. <laughs> Doctor Crusher takes him to sick bay. So, in the ready room. They're talking about uh, the wormhole with the Ferengi, and you know the Ferengi are basically not okay with this idea. Is like, oh, so the humans, the, the Federation is going to send people through the wormhole. Well, uh, we're going to send people too because we don't trust you, and it's going to be a shared Ferengi Federation mission, technically.
2: In separate ships. In
0: separate ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they don't trust each other, but it is weird that this is technically a joint mission between yeah. the Ferengi and the Federation. So it turns out,
2: I hate the Ferengi so much, you guys. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I get why you hate them, but we're supposed to hate them. I understand. They're like the best heels in the Federate or in the entire universe. There's
2: Okay, so you know, I, when you're watching bad guys, yes. And, maybe, and let me, this is just a point of discussion that I'm asking you guys about. There's some evil that you can accept and move past from a plot standpoint. But I think there's some qualities, whether you're, you're watching them on film or in real life, that you just cannot get over. And petulance for me is something <laughs> that is just...
0: I love it, though.
2: Okay, see, that, you can handle it. There's an internal piece of me that cannot handle petulance in any format. <laughs> what is it for you? I mean, do you guys not have, like, one thing where you're like, I cannot deal with this?
1: If they're anything like Neelix... I don't. He's not evil, though. Yes, he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> he ruined Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> that is a harsh criticism of Felix, who
2: is annoying, but not evil.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. I like the Ferengi. Uh, they're just a fun villain. They're, if they made them as the main bad guy, that would be a huge problem. Yeah. But they're fun to watch in this. They are. This is the good part of the episode, because they're going through this wormhole, and they're like, all right, so this thing is going to appear... Certain time, we got a plan, we're set. And the friend you're like, no, I don't trust you, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, we got to deal with these assholes now. Oh, man. Uh, I'm just
2: going inside a quiet space in my mind. <laughs>
1: scene.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. And by the way, Riker is now taking Mendoza's place. And he's killing it. Yeah. So he is the guy who is representing the Federation, and he was chosen because of his poker skills. Mm-hmm. This is where
2: basically. a bunch of dick wagging just comes. Oh in yeah, so
0: they're, they're, yeah, and who wags a dick? Oh man, than they're like in the conference room again. this
1: Raul guy. Oh, I guess yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah Raul is like uh. trying to get in Riker's head, and oh, that seems
0: great. He's like, you know, he's just like, hey man, I'm just representing my clients. By the way, uh, Deanna Troy, huh? How about that? And Riker, <laughs> I love her. Riker's just like that comes later. Though. What are you doing? Oh. We're friends. It's fine. No, that's
2: a great Riker scene. Once we get there, we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's he's just going hard and <laughs> like, sorry, what? Like hard in the paint, like in basketball. <laughs> no, I know. He what you probably mean. also has a boner because he's talking about Diana <laughs> Troy. But uh, he's also insulting like the Federation and like he's saying, "Look, the deal with the Crystalins, uh chrysalians, is that they don't." go to war with anybody. They've had peace for generations, so they're probably the best ones to to uh, hold this wormhole, which he kind of has a point.
2: Yeah, he actually kind of does. He totally does. It's a good kinda, selling point. He kind of
0: has a point. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that I'm... You know, taken in by this row guy, uh, by Lloyd. Do you
1: love him now? No. He's Will lo- you <laughs> let him touch your hair? No. I'm just
0: saying he has a point about the chrysalis. Would you let
2: him remove your headband lovingly and also kind of menacingly at the same I time? I mean,
1: I would it, you, would had you I rub ro- him down in oil? No. Wait, that God, part's coming. We're going to get to uh, that scene okay, immediately, that <laughs> actually. Oh, so, this is that scene. Mouth.
0: We're back in Troy's quarters, except we don't really know that we're God. there because it Damn is man. a <laughs> 15 second shot of her face. Oh being my rubbed.
2: God. <laughs> You guys, I actually kind of want to go back and time it again and know how much time, but we just we watched, saw her foot forever. It felt like
0: a full minute. Her
2: <laughs> oily foot getting rubbed forever as they're talking. So there's V.O. over the foot getting rubbed. It's like, why can we not just show their faces at this point? <sighs> it's like because I don't need to see this. Camera
0: guy is just like, they just let foot fetish Rob run the camera, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we were saying this during the episode or while we were watching the episode, but Star Trek has a thing about feet. Equating mm. feet to sex. Yeah, and you know, just to clarify,
0: nothing wrong with that. That's nothing your thing. Wrong
1: with no, that. it's fine.
0: It's just odd that that constantly comes yeah, up. Yeah. because going it is down, it is not is it is not everybody's it. thing.
2: Well, and we were, <laughs> all three of us. We're sitting here, and I, I don't have a problem with feet. Do you guys have a problem with feet? Are you grossed out by feet? I'm not like
0: grossed out about them, but.
2: I'm not as into them as... It's not my favorite part of the body. We're three reasonable people about feet, is the the premise I'm trying to hold here. And all three of us could not continue looking at the screen. (laughs) We all
1: looked away at one point. It was an unsettling amount of (laughs) feet. (laughs) It's also in high def. Maybe yeah. it looked it, That's like, probably it's just like high def foot on the screen. It was such an oily,
2: wet foot.
1: <laughs> and just getting rubbed. And then, you know, you hear this like sensual VO. I, is felt like, un- uh. I felt uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was, was so just like, should I
1: be watching
0: this? Like with other people? <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. It, was, so
1: weird. <laughs> it was like a full minute. It was a lot.
2: I go from 15 seconds to
1: full <laughs> It was, like it, 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 it was like an hour. The whole episode was just the end Troy's foot. It felt like a full minute. It was so much. <sighs> this but yeah. scene was too much for me. I'm going yeah.
0: forget this scene. Yeah, forget <laughs> but, uh, it. i yeah. forget it immediately. Well, because like, the, the other reason that it's uncomfortable is because he's asking her about uh, Riker the
1: whole time. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to do.
2: And then she gets kind of mad. Because who have you been talking to?
1: Right. Because that's a, a weird thing to ask someone. Also, right when you're like, I'm assuming, done or about, about to bone to. down. No, yeah, yeah, she was you're straddling bringing up your, him. Yeah, you're bringing up your jealousy? It's like, hey, park that for a little yeah, while. He says, First,
2: no, he says, I'm glad I'm harder to read than the other men that you have, which, A, is such a shitty thing to say to somebody yeah. that you are in bed with. First off, it doesn't matter how many boyfriends she has. Shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Secondly, and then he, she says, well, I don't have any other men. And he's like, well, what about Riker? And then she sits up, and then this is where his secret comes out. Yeah,
0: he's Betazoid, or uh, a quarter, quarter or Betazoid. It, yeah. And he uses his uh, empathy abilities to basically uh, be a negotiator. Yeah.
2: And she's like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. And he's like, it's not that weird. And then they spend like a full probably five minutes of her straddling him with him arguing that it's not weird that he uses his empathic abilities. (sighs) And he's not necessarily wrong in what he is describing here. No. But she is contending that he should be more open about the fact that he has these abilities, right? And so, I would agree with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just to let people know, in case they feel manipulated, this is why. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> I, you feel you know, manipulated? Well, congratulations. Yeah, it's because you are. Uh, you are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, well, the thing is, so do they not have Betazoids like conducting business with other planets and stuff? Or I'm sure they do. I'm sure that Betazoids use their abilities for business purposes, right. right? Yeah,
1: but Betazoids tend to think they're a lot better than the other species. Oh, anyway. Okay. So Betazoids, I think their culture changes the way they would negotiate with other... Well, right. Also, oh. everybody you
2: know. knows that Betazoids are empaths and can read their mind, so you're coming to a table negotiating with them knowing
0: everything. Uh, but everyone thinks that this guy is a human, yeah. right? so of course he wouldn't be able to do that, but... Because of them
2: baby can. blues instead of those gigantic brown <laughs> death spirals. <laughs> that Lloyd! <everyone> <the> <laughs>
1: It's true. Yeah. Yeah. His eyes don't show Betazoid at all.
2: No, not at all. He's only got that quarter, son. Mm. Quarter beta. Mm. Mm. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: We're back at the big, beautiful wormhole, and (laughs) (laughs) they've come out the other side. BBW. (laughs) They've come out the other side. (laughs) 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 B-dubs. And uh, Jordi and Data are out, and the uh, the Ferengi uh, pod is also out. And Jordy's like trying to be nice to them, but Dr. Eridor is just like, ah, "Fuck you."
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <like> that. <laughs>
0: that's pretty much that's not exactly what they say, but it's the uh that's pretty much it. it's the content of, of their <laughs> conversation. <laughs> uh Jordy is like finding a bunch of stuff wrong with uh the readings. He's like, "Yeah, it's pretty dangerous here. Also, we're not where we're supposed to be." Like And he's
2: noticing this through his visor. Right.
0: They're yes. in the Delta quadrant. Yep. Which oh, I, man, I the don't, Delta Quadrant. Y'all were, y'all were like, uh-oh, and I, I have no idea what that means.
2: So for those of you who are unaware, because you've never watched Voyager, the Delta Quadrant is where the Voyager gets stuck in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they do eventually leave the Delta Quadrant. but
1: In Deep Space Nine, the Delta Quadrant is also where the wormhole leads. Right. So th- that's it's the unexplored sector of space.
2: Yes. It's super far away to get to. It takes like 80 years to get there.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. So they're not where they're supposed to be. Nope. Pretty no, pretty much nowhere what happened. close to where they're
0: supposed to all be. All right. This is where it cuts to that other scene that is so famous in this episode, the gymnastics part. Oh,
2: yeah. man. You're using <laughs> gymnastics very loosely. Yeah, the, <laughs> the
0: coordinated stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The future yoga. Can
2: we just talk about the outfits that these women are uh, That's wearing? all
0: I'm going to talk about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the leotards that highlight your boobs.
0: Right. Beverly Crusher oh. and Deanna Troy are doing some synchronized stretching routine and
1: talking about the relationship with Raoul. Uh, oh, yeah. And Deanna Troy is in love.
0: Yeah, for some reason. She is so, in is love. Is it crazy
2: that I've been in love after just one day?
0: Yeah. And Crusher is just oh. like, well, you know, I was in love for uh, a week <laughs> once. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, she is she that says, really in love,
2: though? She says, who cares if he makes your toes curl? <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys! That is the raciest thing I've ever heard on a Star Trek episode. That's Far true. Far none. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not going to say that I didn't love it because I fucking it. It was it. great. No, it was great. <laughs> but, I, but I was just so taken aback when it happened. It's just, it I was. Mean,
1: a, it, yeah, it's like good for them. Right.
2: Yes. Like, hell
1: yeah. Also, why is this scene.
0: <laughs> why Why is it?
2: They're just scratching together and synchronized scratching. <laughs> why cor- could does not
0: have been in just a normal conversation? Like,
1: yeah, you know, 10 forward or something. They're yeah. wearing
2: outfits where their boobs are just <laughs> circle cutouts.
1: They have uh, ballet slippers on. <laughs>
2: they have matching colored ballet slippers
1: on. Which, why? They're just sitting around stretching. <laughs> yeah, right. They're just and
0: doing splits. and
1: Now, I yeah, will say, stuff. as
2: a woman, and I don't know, you guys can tell me if this is untrue. Like, women, I do think, talk about sex and relationships way more frequently than men do with their friends. Uh, I,
0: I think women talk about relationships with each other much more, fr- in, in general, yes. much more frequently than men. Like, uh, I had a friend that uh, went through a breakup and we we're like, yeah, we're going to uh, we're gonna go get drinks uh, and hang out. And then Leslie was asking me, was like, oh, so, you know, what's the story there? I was like, oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. Not at all. Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> not
1: the actual relationship. And she was like, exactly. What the hell? Exactly. <laughs> <What?"> <laughs> but,
2: yeah. So my husband has relayed the same information to me because my girlfriends and i and it's it's a very casual situation like that like we're working out not in a choreographed way and you don't, weird you, don't you don't, like you don't, like don't choreograph no. your
1: workouts no
2: no hell no but uh. <laughs> in situations like oh we're out That's for coffee weird. or maybe we are running on a treadmill or something and those kinds of conversations do like that is a very true to women kind of situation yeah. mm. i will say that i
0: can yeah my my whole thing is just like why wasn't this anywhere else
1: yeah. <laughs> why? Why need to get now? them in
2: those leotards? I am telling you, this entire episode was a fucking disgrace to women <laughs> and feminism everywhere. I agree. The way that the costumes were designed, the premise of everything that was happening—just the whole
0: everything—but the wormhole. Uh, you
2: know that wormhole is for everyone. That was God's wormhole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Back and send forward. Uh, Goss is like trying to make a pass at this lady, and it's not working. Uh, and... <laughs> it
2: was, that was actually a wonderful scene, because no was, words were said. I know. You, just you know exactly
0: that. what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and Ral is talking with Leor, who is the guy with the Ninja Turtle hands, uh, about you know, hey man, about this wormhole thing. It's going to be a lot of work. I know that your people are researchers, and uh, this would require a lot of administration. You know, do you really want to do this? Is this really what you want to be involved with? And it works. The guy's yeah. like yeah,
2: the guy actually says, "I was just thinking that." Oh, that it what? Was too huh? Much. And that's where Raul's just like shark in the water, and you are blood. And yeah. He goes <laughs> after him. yeah, yeah. And
0: so they're back in the uh, negotiations, and uh, the Caledonians pull out. They're just like, "Yeah, we don't want to have anything to do with this." And it turns out all of this obviously was a setup from Raul and Riker knows this he's like hey that seems kind of fishy but Raoul's just like well, well, uh, I just saw an opening and I took advantage of it This well, is negotiations. Raoul,
1: Raoul also uh, made a deal to buy the Trillium yes. or whatever so Riker was like how would you know that he was going to back out so you could make this deal like, you must have known beforehand. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Ninja Turtle Hands had a bunch of trillion that was on a table for their bid. Right. And then Ral absorbed. Ral has it. He, yeah. he
0: absorbed their bid into the uh, chrysalians. Yeah. yeah. So he now has twice as much as he used to. And it was just basically because he read this dude's mind. And he knew that he wanted to leave. And Riker does not like this. Oh, of course he not. He is pissed. Uh, we're back in the Delta Quadrant, and Jordy is, like, talking to Dr. Arador. And he's like, hey, uh... So this wormhole is not stable, as it turns out. And you're going to have to follow me, just do what I say, and we're going to get back and we'll be just fine. And like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> just the, like that. The GPS <laughs> says we got to do this. and
1: <laughs> Our readings aren't done yet. Yeah, <laughs> Google Maps so directed <laughs> me
0: to this location. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much like, and yeah, of course, uh, Jordy gets through and the Ferengi do
1: not. And they yell when they don't. Oh, they're Superman. No, they don't even do
2: that. Their mouths just drop (laughs) open like weird cartoons. Now, this is the part where I said... Uh, because now these two Ferengi are stuck in the Delta Quadrant. Mm -hmm. Uh And I remembered an episode in Voyager where they go to a planet, the Voyager crew goes to a planet, and there's two Ferengi that are on this planet acting like, God's like, how did the Ferengi get here? And I am positing that those Ferengi that got stuck in the Delta Quadrant in this episode got carried over to that later Voyager episode. That's awesome. I think they're the same ones. Yeah,
1: that's great. I love that continuity.
2: Bigger nerds than me. Tell me if I'm right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we're back with... Troy and Ral again, and they're having dinner and wearing these weird... Uh, like, Ral is wearing a towel, basically. That's he's what He's wearing it is.
2: the worst towel.
0: Yeah, he's wearing... It looks like a dishcloth or something. <laughs> it looks like
2: cheesecloth, to yeah. be honest.
0: And Look it up.
2: You guys will know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah.
0: about. They're, I don't know what they're eating, but they got these weird forks, and they're, they're talking At about... At one point, he puts the fork into the dish. And there's nothing on there's it.
1: There's nothing on it, and he puts it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he ate nothing. Why did he put that in his mouth?
2: It was a fun fondue fork, to be honest. <laughs> yeah,
1: about. but they're... But they're like talking about
0: okay, so Raoul, you're part Beta Zoid, and it, it is kind of weird that you're using your your abilities for business and not for like peace negotiations, which is what uh, Deanna Troy uses it for. And he's like, well, how is this any different? You know, you use your powers to negotiate deals for your ship, for the Federation, against someone else. Do you tell the Ferengi, you know, I have these powers? Do you tell the Romulans this? And, well, she's they know like, she's
2: right. and she's like, no, because she's betazoid. Right.
0: she's like, no, I don't. He's like, well, this is the same deal. I just do it for property. And he, like, gets mad and gets enough an and leaves. He's yeah, nagging
2: her so hard here. Yeah.
0: It's a good
1: conversation, though. It is. At what point are these empathetic powers cheating? Yeah. And at what point is it unethical to use them? Right. And really it comes down to it's never unethical to use them. To him. To him, from his point of view. It's his edge that he has that right. has been given to he him. He
2: does consistently refer to it as an edge. Yeah. Gives yeah.
1: him an edge. Where she has it and she uses it all the time right. as well. He's just saying you're a hypocrite for saying
0: that I can't use it for this yes. when you can use it for this. I would say it's different because, you know, acquisition of property is a little different, like there's limited resources. Not everyone has a wormhole. Not everyone has this much trillium. Once you take it, there's less of it. Yeah. So.
2: But he also does mention it in the in the a- aspect of life and death, right? Right. So in battle, you know, she knows things about people. Although yeah. they never use her that way in this. Series I know. Yeah. Ever. <laughs>
0: ever. <laughs> she could have brought up.
1: It's like, well, you know, they never give me any lines.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be fair, I've never actually done that
1: before. No, right? I just state obvious things. <laughs> yeah, like when but, a guy uh, is yelling at us, I go, he's
0: mad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but what Deanna Troy does, you know, hypothetically, is prevent people from dying mm-hmm. is to make peace. And it kind of seems I think it's okay in that case. I think it really is different. I'm on Troy's side yeah, here, I gotta I mean, say.
2: No, I get it. I'm not on not on her side. Right. But I also understand where he's coming from right. in this situation. It
0: sucks that this was one of the most well written <laughs> scenes in this. Because no, because
2: the Riker scene hasn't happened yet. Oh yeah, so scene. yeah,
0: this uh, so that is the next scene where we're back in ten forward, and Riker is sipping on a drink, and then Raúl comes up, and he tries to do the same thing again, getting his head about Deanna Troy, just like oh, it doesn't suck your second in command on a ship. Oh, it doesn't suck that uh, you couldn't satisfy Deanna Troy or something, or you let her go, and, and that she's gonna be with me. She's gonna be with me now, and he he's talking about her like just another asset. Yes, yes. basically. He's like, I'm going to have the wormhole, and I'm going to have her. And Riker's just like, man, you piece of shit. <laughs> he he <laughs> kills it.
2: Yeah. He looks at me and goes, you'll see, that's where you just misplayed your hand. Yep. He said, because if you knew how much I cared about her, you would know that I'm happy that someone else can make her happy. I don't right. see this as a win lose situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
0: I know that you can't make her happy. Yeah. And I know that she's just the person to prove that to you. And you're going to find out.
2: And then he takes a shot and he gets the fuck out of that. Yeah. It ah, was awesome. <laughs>
1: it's one of my favorite Riker scenes so it was far. Great. It was a good scene. It was so good. It is a
2: testament to how he really does care about Deanna Troy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a passionate, loyal man.
2: Yes, mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Yeah, that's who he
2: is. Yeah. He's a passionate, loyal man who loves jazz and feet.
0: And, <laughs> that's it.
1: And poker. And, and poker. poker. And girls. And sad uh, deserts. Sa- well, <laughs> when the I girls I don't know that he loves away.
2: a sad desert. I just think it's like a, a comforting it's thing. is restra- <laughs> <laughs> It's a security blanket.
1: <laughs> it's when it doesn't, his other things aren't going well. <laughs> the jazz
2: or the women or the feet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh,
0: the next day the Ferengi, or Goss, has left the ship. He's back on his own ship, and he's mad. He hasn't uh, told
2: anyone he left, though. He hasn't
0: left. They're, they show up to, like, negotiate, and they're like, where's this guy? And it turns out, oh, no, he, he went to his own ship, and he is telling everyone that he's already come to an agreement with the Barzan. No one else knows this. And Picard's like, that doesn't sound right. I, I don't think that happened. And uh, Goss is like, well, you know what? It did, and I'm gonna shoot a missile at the wormhole to blow it up. Because no one's going to have it. And they're like, dude, that's not going to work.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you think is going to, it's just going to go through the wormhole. Yeah,
0: it's, that's what they tell them. It's like, it's just going to go through the wormhole. But what you, what might happen is you will kill Jordy and Data yeah. and also your people.
1: Uh,
2: I mean, does one just assume that they can shoot at the big, beautiful wormhole? Yep. <laughs> that's I
0: exactly is. what Goss. That's exactly what Goss is saying. He's like, I don't care. But
1: Deanna, Deanna recognizes this as a as a false claim. Yeah, yeah. She's like, wait a minute. She
2: stands up for once and does something useful. Goes, he's lying.
1: Yep. Yep. He doesn't really feel this way. Yeah. Nope.
0: Because, well, you
1: know, they shoot a missile
0: at it, and they just shoot a phaser, and they blow it up. It's mm-hmm. like, he's not even, like, really being that threatening. It's just they don't want him to blow up the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he keeps trying to, you know, threaten this wormhole. Uh, threaten the wormhole. <laughs> It's so weird. It's like it's like when you're a little kid, and you fight the ocean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Am I the only one that did that? Let's, <laughs> un- let's
0: unpack this a little bit.
2: <laughs> Tell me more about
1: this. You never you
0: never went to the beach and punched waves? No,
1: no. dude. What? what? I would dive into them. Yeah.
2: I feel like we need to have your mom on this episode when I go and talk to her about
0: that. Maybe it was just a thing me and my brothers did. I don't know. It's super fun. <laughs> I watched it. super fun when you're ten years old. No, you just look weird now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Gotta be gotta be That's a little true. kid. You need to anyway, be a child. Uh, <laughs> Ferengi keeps trying to fight the ocean. And uh, <laughs> basically what they're trying to get is trade concessions. And they're trying to get it for the Cressalians so that they can negotiate later. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like I don't know. I'm 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 still trying to piece all this stuff together because like the Barzon Night Guard lady, she comes up on the bridge with Rao. Yeah. And
2: so, so this is what happened, I think. Yeah. Sorry to interject. No, go ahead. So when Riker leaves the negotiating room because the Ferengi are attacking the big beautiful wormhole. Right. Both Raul and the Barzon. Uh, premier are sitting there together and he takes that moment to say look this is just another example of the federation and the ferengi in a power struggle together right and the wormhole is not going to be safe because they are not a peaceful species and so then it cuts away and it goes back to the and be like i'm going to shoot the wormhole (laughs) (laughs) and the federation's like cool we're just going to shoot your missile out of space and it does successfully and then This is the point where Raul, so this is, uh, so DeAndre says, no, he's lying. And then Raul walks in. Yeah. And
0: he wants to negotiate like, one-on-one with the Ferengi. Because he's more apt at doing it.
2: Yeah, he goes, I feel like I'm the only one who's a bi- able to do this, and I rolled my eyes so hard yeah. because Picard, and I guess Detroit, you're right, Winninger. right there, too. Yeah, I think you're right, though, Winninger. Picard was totally off of his beat this episode because he's like, yeah, cool, go negotiate with that guy. He lets
0: everybody do whatever they want. I know,
2: it's so weird. Yeah, and Picard's a great negotiator. I know. <laughs> it doesn't
0: make any sense. <laughs> right. And, yeah, so the Bavani are kind of on the... Uh, on Rao's side, negotiating for the Chrysalians because they're peaceful. They don't want any part of this shit. And they're like, yeah, okay, uh, that makes sense. But then, Troy is like, hey, you know, I have empathetic powers too. I'm kind of noticing there's really no tension between you and Goss here. Mm-hmm. This is a setup. Yeah. Y'all set this up just so you can get this negotiation.
1: And Goss is like, no, no, we didn't! Yeah, and <laughs> it's like, I was very tense. I'm tense right now. I'm super <laughs> I'm always tense. Picard goes, Cut it off. Yeah, okay. screen, Cut off screen off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's pretty clear that, you know, Raoul just tried to get another edge, mm-hmm. and it was his undoing, yeah. because uh, Troy was able to see through it. Uh, so Riker was right. She did take him down, Yep.
1: which is cool. Uh, Yay, th- feminism. Yeah.
2: Ugh, for Cut. once, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's been so undone at this point, I don't even know if I can trust it anymore. <laughs> it was like
1: 35 steps back, have a step for it. <laughs> <laughs> but then they find
0: uh, the ships are coming back out of the wormhole. Jordy is there, but the Frangi pod is not. And Jordy tells them, yeah, you know what? They didn't listen to us. And they're just stuck in the Delta Quadrant forever. They're like, oh, the Delta Quadrant, huh? <laughs> yep. Turns out it's not a stable wormhole. Sorry, Bavani yeah sorry she guys
2: so sad at this moment and they never addressed the fact that the whole reason they wanted to sell this wormhole is because she had no resources for her planet. and they wanted to be independent and they just basically told her, you are selling a lemon and she looked like she wanted to die well
0: it's the only thing their planet has
2: and then it was just like oh too bad for you and no one said anything uh, yep. after no.
0: that <laughs> sorry see you later retainer lady yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Riker's just like
1: hey nice job Ral. way to go uh, but so did he end up buying it because he made the agreement before? Because he says earlier in the episode, no, he just says I took the risk. This is part of it. He's just going to eat that money, basically.
0: Yeah. So he owns the wormhole.
2: Well, the people he's the
0: people he, it, yeah. the people yeah. he. So she did end up oh, selling I guess you're it. You're
2: right, but she looked really sad about but it. But he bought
0: a lemon. Like so, the Chrysalians dumped all this money onto this wormhole that isn't stable. Wait yeah. did
2: did he actually buy it or did? He, that mean that this client null and void?
0: His client did. Because he did say he's willing to buy it before they get the results of the test. Yeah,
2: but I don't know that he actually did. I think
0: he did. It's Ah. like an an auction. He put up the highest bid, and it turns out whatever he bought is a piece of shit. So, yeah,
1: he's just like, well, yeah, I screwed up.
2: He bought it now on eBay?
1: Yeah. (laughs) She did look disappointed, though. She did. It's a confusing scene. Not well written. No, very poorly written. (sighs) Yeah.
0: Oh, also the uh, goss from the Ferengi just found out that the... His his buddies are eighty years away.
2: <laughs> Do you think Ferengi are ever actually friends with one another, though? I, I, I think that they probably <laughs> have
0: like begrudging respect for people that are conniving.
2: Yeah, with each other. Yeah,
0: then, I
1: mean, you, you would have to. You, civilization wouldn't be able to. Uh, function. Well, there's partnerships, but it's all driven by capitalism.
2: <laughs> Do you guys watch Adventure Time at all? Yeah. Do you ever see that episode, The City of Thieves? Yes. I imagine that's what it's like that's living on a Frangie like. planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah. is doing anything trustworthy to one another. No, that's exactly what's happening. Oh, horrible.
1: <laughs> they got real into Frankie culture in Deep Space Nine. Yeah.
2: You know, I haven't watched Deep Space Nine. Can it's we make awesome. that the next one?
1: that is yeah, the next That's that the next next one. plan after this.
2: I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I took us completely out of the road. Oh, no. I'm it's just here.
0: the final scene, which sucks. And it does suck. Raúl is talking to Troy in her quarters, and she's apologizing to him for some reason. And he he's just like, No, it's just the business. I gotta I took the yeah, risk. Why is she apologizing? I don't all? know. Rao admits that uh he's like, Look, I I read all this stuff from uh from day one. You know, I noticed that Bhavani was you know, she wanted to deal with the Federation and, you know, I, I took advantage of it. And this is this is all my fault, basically. But, you know, if you want to run away with me <laughs> yeah, that thing that we talked about earlier, I know we just met literally a week ago, and, uh, you know, and you kind of like, hate me by yeah. this point.
2: <laughs> no, he says, I need you to make me a better man. Yeah, fix Who me. Who wants yeah. that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which yeah. made me want to die, as he was saying it. Like, that whole fantasy of, like, oh, a woman just wants to fix somebody. And there's people like that exist out there. Oh, totally. Don't get me wrong. But Deanna Troy is it's
1: not, not one of those Troy. people. yeah. No.
0: Ugh, well, then she miserable. tells him
1: that. She's like, I have a job. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> you're a scrub. <laughs>
1: And that's pretty much it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Oh, man. And then they
2: shoot off into space.
1: Yeah. Jesus. Well, Lindsay, (laughs) (laughs) this is the part of Patrick where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek. We set it to kill. If it's pretty good, comes up in the queue, you want to give it a watch, we set it to stun. And if it's terrible, avoid at all costs. Just skip it. It's leave it in the holster. So, Patrick. What did you think? Leave it in the holster.
0: Ooh, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Dude I mean <sighs> like everything but the wormhole sucked. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it was it was just like there's a character that I hate who I'm never gonna see again. <laughs> and I'm glad that he kind of gets his comeuppance, but like none of the characters Picard was not written how he normally acts. Deanna Troy was certainly not written how he normally acts. There's so much stuff in there with that relationship and her and Raul that made no sense and was just kind of offensive. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, leave it in the holster. I don't know. That's all I got to say. Lindsay?
2: I mean, for obvious reasons, I'm going to say leave it in the holster. But yes, the big beautiful wormhole was a great... Mm -hmm part of the show BBW. just hearing dr crusher talking about toes curling was well (laughs) worth the watch but i'm sure you could probably find a youtube
0: clip
1: of it
2: (laughs) so for those reasons it's definitely leave it in the holster for me
1: i'm gonna give it a set to stun
2: tell me more about that yeah
1: i left a lot okay okay like it is a terrible episode Uh, It, it is very bad but there were so many moments where you're just like it's so bad, it's worth leaving get
0: You gave the enemy a leave it in the holster, the one that we watched last
1: what? week. I gave that a leave it in the holster because it was stupid. <laughs> you know, I didn't think it was a great episode, but it was all right, you know. It had redeeming
0: qualities. That's why I had it set to stun. This one just... Yeah, but this
1: one had that Riker scene. Yeah, it did. It had a great line from Data. Yeah. It had a couple, like, great moments. It's a bad episode. But that's like 2% of the episode. I know. I'm not saying it's a good episode. What I'm saying is some of the moments are so bad and so ridiculous, they make me laugh at them. (laughs) And then there's a couple good moments. So, you know, if it's on and you're hungover, laying on the couch. (laughs) You need a good laugh? Watch this one. You wouldn't
2: leave it in the holster based on the foot scene alone?
1: I kind of think the foot scene Don't. makes the episode that much No! I but no. I, mean it, I mean it. No better, judgment. No judgment. Better, better in a worse way. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, It's, okay. it's, it's transitioning into mm-hmm. worth watching yeah. bad. Okay. It's like the episode <laughs> of the original series where they run into Abe Lincoln. Oh, yeah. An episode is so bad, it's worth watching.
2: But it didn't make you not want to watch the television
1: anymore I, I guess think. if you were hung over on your couch and
0: that foot came up <laughs> you would bark yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we just have different standards for for the ratings here and that's fine No I'm not I saying just, it's
1: a good episode I'm saying it's so bad it crossed right, over Right I into know
0: watchable. but if, if, it, if it's so bad it's good that's leaving in the holster still
1: for me
2: We're just operating on different we're scales We're just worse here. on
1: yeah well, I don't want grade deflation happening, and <laughs> I didn't this, this whole thing. Uh, oh, I'll God. leave it in the holster. Uh, we
0: specifically said we would only bring that up in a later episode, much <laughs> later, without ever talking about it again, just like they do in Star Trek.
1: It's true. You
2: guys need a referee. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: well, all I gotta say is, I'm happy to come back at some point. Uh, we'll make but, it a good episode But Engineer time. P, please request that it's a better episode? Yeah. Maybe? I kinda, what do I need uh, to do here, dude?
1: I, I kind of love just torturing Lindsay and making her. All okay, real cute ones. guys. <laughs> <laughs> it started as an accident, but now it's going to be deliberate.
2: Uh, you guys are the worst.
1: <laughs> uh, Patrick, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh,
0: no, just keep listening. Thank you for listening and interacting with us. Uh, Please, next time, give Lindsay a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know she's very funny when we talk about the shitty ones, but <laughs> she's genuinely a fan of the show. so <laughs> I really
2: am.
1: Lindsay, anything you want to talk about?
2: Uh, no, I'd say follow me on Twitter, but it's been pretty depressing these days to reflect how I feel about the current societal climate that we live in. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow me on Instagram, I have cute pictures of dogs.
0: You do? That's always good.
2: I do. Um, and hopefully we'll be announcing a new project shortly soon. So Maybe. stay tuned for that.
1: Cool. Damn. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. Listen to The Dungeon Rats. Uh, it's an interactive yeah. dungeon crawl that I do with my friends. It's very fun. Uh, you can submit your encounter at TheDungeonRats.com.
0: Cool. Yeah. Let's see what's out there.
1: Peaches. Hot sauce. Peaches. Hot sauce. Joe P.